another day, another FPL pod. Uh, Jack, how are you this evening? Josh, I'm very well, thank you. And good to have you in my home for our first ever in-person pod. Face-to-face, I can see your face. Face-to-face, weird. It's creepy. But yeah, I'm very well. Not the best game week for me this week, I'm sad to say. But staying positive, I'm hoping you can cheer me up. And yeah, bit down, but there we are. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, can't complain. Had an okay game week. Had a good weekend, although we lost football, playing football ourselves. But, you know, let's focus on FPL. Yeah. I've had an all right game week, so I've got nothing, you know, nothing to be complaining about. Good. Happy for you. What are we, what's in store in today's pod, please, Josh? Today, today we want to cover, as always, start with game week five, how we did, how players and teams in general have done. Then move on to some more specific talking points. We're going to revisit the XG and XA tables, the top fives, because that's been interesting for us and I think for everyone else. Yeah. Then we're going to cover mid-price midfielders and midfielders in general, because I think what we've seen from game week five is some of the very interesting players haven't done so well. And maybe some of the more differential players have done well. Don't get me started on this. But we'll get that. That's a little spoiler. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to discuss bench strength because that has been an also a theme from game week five. Mm. A lot of people's benches have been pulled into their actual points for the week. Yeah, been deployed. Been deployed. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to move on to looking at game week six uh, and then our personal transfers, who we're going to captain, but also, you know, capacity choices for everyone. And then obviously finish with our beloved Algo teams, mm-hmm. how they got on and what transfers are going to be coming in for them for game week six. Great. Sounds good, Josh. I'm excited. Me too. Let's kick it off. I wanted to hear some good news first from you. How was your game week five? It's just ended. So the Chelsea, Chelsea Spurs game has just ended. The points are in. How'd you get on? Good, thank you. I'm on 64 points. Decent. Decent. Again, nothing to complain about. What was a little bit frustrating, if I'm going to throw in, start with some negatives. Okay. If I may. Sure. Was doing really, really well before today's fixtures. Mm. And Ronaldo has done, obviously, got some points, got a goal. And then Lukaku not doing anything. And other fan favourites people that I don't know, people like Rudiger popping up with worldies. Uh, So despite having a good week overall, it's a little bit frustrating that suddenly everyone else is doing all right after Sunday. So yeah, 64 points. I've mentioned Lukaku not not doing well, but people like Tony who, because I haven't wildcarded and had to keep him in, suddenly I'm really happy that I do have him. What a player he is. What a performance from Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, well done for keeping him, man. I wouldn't have had patience. I'd have got rid, but he looks like a looks like the real deal. Yeah, I can't say it was part of the grand plan. It was more, there were other fires to put out yeah. and he stayed in the, in the team. So that's great. Rafinha, another example of that. Maybe someone, if I did wildcard, that would have been you know, put to the side and someone else came in for him. And he mm. also came up with a goal. But the big one for me is Captain and Salah and having Simakas come off. Well, actually, I did start him. But um, with Trent obviously not playing, getting that clean sheet from him was great as well. 
Yeah, well done. Yeah, good week. Yeah, the Captain Salah thing, it was the obvious choice, the right choice. You made the right choice. But yeah, Rafinha, Tony, even Simakas, you kept hold of him, not many have. Got your cleanie. Yeah, it's the beauty of not wildcarding. And actually, oh, yeah. talk about Salah, I'm not trying to, you know, twist the dagger attack, but I, your words warm, you know, warmed all our hearts towards Salah, if in doubt, yeah, Captain Mo. Well, that's the thing, Josh, because um, we can move on to my team now, shall please we? Please do, please do. Let's go, let's get out of the way. Dog of a week, Josh, 40 mm. points for me, all out. That big green arrow that next week has been almost, I think, exactly reversed. So I think I climbed 700,000. I think I'm now down 700,000. Back to two and a half mil overall. We didn't mention your brilliant rank, by the way, which is you're in the 300,000s by the look of it. Really good. Got to be pleased with that. Uh, at least one of us is doing well. <laughs> but yeah, not a good week. So the big, big decision for me, Salah, didn't captain him, went for Lukaku. So you say, yeah, I mean, you said when in doubt, Captain Salah, but funnily enough, I wasn't really in doubt this week. I thought Lukaku, I mean, they've just beaten, Chelsea just beaten Spurs 3-0. And if you'd told me that scoreline before the game, you'd think Lukaku would have at least a goddamn assist in there. He's got nothing. Watching it was really frustrating. He had a couple of chances, a couple of assist opportunities. If Kovacic knew how to use his left foot, I think it would be a different story. But, yeah, I mean, Salah against Palace, smashed it, goal assist. I knew it was a mountain to climb. Nothing from Lukaku, though. It just feels like a bit unlucky on my part there. But that's just a small part of the, the, the bit of a disaster of the week it was, really. So, yeah, Blankers in Sanchez, Regulon, Cody, Traore, Jota... And Lukaku, of course. Um, I had Sissoko off the bench for two points as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the small highlights of the week were... I mean, Salah got the most points, but he doesn't feel like a highlight because he was so well-captained. And Livramento coming off the bench, a little bench hero with a, an unlikely clean sheet against City. Bamford assist. I mean, great. Yeah, I'm going to straws for these highlights, really. A Duffy assist. Cheers, Duffy. Thanks, Duffy. Um, yeah, yeah, bit, bit, bit gutted, really. Bit gutted. Not a good feeling having wildcarded to have the second week after I've wildcarded be this much of a, a disaster. But yeah, so are you feeling the case that it's uh, a few little fires rather than one big bonfire? Yeah, which is worse in a way because if you've got the big bonfire or you've got a hot, hot fire you can direct your water transfer cannons at that place, can't you? No, it is. Oh, this is like lots of little embers burning. It's it not happens. one, yeah. Little embers of players. Like looking at these players I've picked for this team, Regulon, Traore, Cody, I'm thinking, what was I doing two weeks ago with these? And they're not players that, they're not exciting transfers to make. Are they taking out Regulon for somebody or, you know, ditching Cody? So, the the one thing I would say to try and make you feel a bit better is in one week, as you said, you had a massive green arrow. This week, a similar sized red arrow. You shouldn't feel that after one game week, suddenly, you know, the picks that you thought through 
a lot and I'm sure considered, you know, who who was good over a number of game weeks. They're not suddenly bad after one game week. No. It's been an it's been a bad game week and some of the decisions you made, like Lukaku captaincy, you predicted the result of the fixture correctly. I did. You just didn't get your luck with Lukaku. Yeah, that's why I'm not it's that whole thing of judge the you judge the decision, not the outcome, don't you? That's the big lesson of FPL. You judge the don't say it was a bad decision because the outcome didn't happen. Look back at the decision and say, was it, were you in your right mind when you made that? Was it sound logic? And really, I think really Salah was, really if I'm totally honest, it was sort of 50-50 with Salah and Lukaku and I, I took the, the seductive differential, Jack, if you pull this off, you'll be a genius temptation, which you should never do. When that's, ta- when that's there, when that carrot's there, it should be a warning sign, shouldn't it? Like, ah, what if I'm a genius here? Um, so I think that that is a warning. And I know it. Played this for years. Fallen for the trap many times before. And I've done it again. And I will do it again in future. But I've just got to make sure I try and resist it, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think you can... When it comes off, you're a genius. When it doesn't work... Then you say, okay, I gave it a go. Um, I think sometimes the only, we we know sometimes the only way to grow rank significantly is to take risks. Yeah, but it is so, I think that's a fool's game because it's sort of, the amount of times you drop rank because of it will far outweighs the, the gain. And like, you shouldn't be trying to gain rank massively in one game week, I don't think. it should. It's a longer game, isn't it? You should be like, the people that do very well, I think, are the sensible dullards, really, on the whole. You get the odd crazy maverick that makes the headlines. But, yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, terrible week. Let's move on. Well, I guess to, to, to go on. To draw a line underneath that, the message, I guess, to the listeners, what you're saying is maybe don't make the mistake that you've made in that case, which is when you've got a decision like that, don't listen to the devil on your shoulder. Yeah. Stick to what is going to be, you know, the most, the safer bet. I don't want to say the safer bet, the most likely outcome, which I is think, why it yeah. felt like the safe bet. I think it's more don't let ownership affect your judgment, really, on a one-off call like that. Like, if Sal- if I knew nobody else had Salah and everyone was going on the Kaku, I'd have probably gone Salah. But because I knew everyone was captaining Salah and I fancied Lukaku in this one equally. I was like, oh, I'll go for Lukaku. But you shouldn't let that ownership affect it. You should just go for the player you think is going to get the most points, I think, really. Unless you're in that end-of-season mini-league, I need to beat this one guy in my mini-league, I'll go differential to beat him. This stage of the season, we've said it every pod, go safe. What am I doing? What am I doing there? Anyway... Let's move away. Let's Let's quickly move move away from that. Let's move on. So, the talking points, Josh. Most popular bit of the pod so far, I think, in our nine-pod run. Going over the XG and the XA top five tables so far this season. Now, let's get them up. So, do you want to reel off to me? the top five players so far this season for XG. Yes, so XG, this is the updated table. 
in the top spot is still Sadio Mane mm. with 4.12. I'll just go through them, then we can discuss Go them. through so, them all, then we'll chat. Yeah. Next, we've got Mo Salah, 3.54. <laughs> then Mikel Tonu. Despite not playing, we still got Antonio in third, 3.50. Cristiano Ronaldo comes in fourth, 3.32. And then DCL tops off the top five with a 3.16. Interesting that two of those didn't even play this week mm. and they're still in there. They're still in there, yeah. Big, big, just massive performances from them in other games, I suppose. To revisit the top ones again, both Liverpool players. Yeah. We discussed them last week. Any new info on that? We Last week we said Salah's a must and I'll have to say it myself. I try to deter people away from Mane. He has scored this week. He had a good performance. I've got to maybe temper myself down a little bit and say, yes, he is a great option. But I still think that the other players at his price point are better than him. Mm. Um, so even though he's got the top XG right now, he scored three goals. I still think, obviously, Mo Salah is by far and away a better pick than him. And actually, you've got other picks that you can spend that money on, which is maybe better. What do you think? I Yeah, I still hold my position last week and we broadly agreed on it I think really maybe a subtle difference but in isolation he's a great pick but the implication on the rest of your team that he brings makes him definitely want to question because you've got Salah you want other premiums Mane the price he was overpriced I think this year I think everyone agrees he was but it means yeah it means you've got another Liverpool slot you got Jota at 7.5, but we'll talk about him shortly, at way cheaper, in theory, as good as a player as Mane in, in FPL terms. So, yeah, I think he's great. What, what about this, though, Josh? So you've got Bruno Fernandes still in your team. Hypothetically, if someone gave you a free transfer just for this transfer to swap Bruno to Mane, would you do it? No, I don't think I would. Why and I not? think that it's because Bruno in himself is also a great pick. Dude. And I think when you're trying to find out who's better between two very good picks, it comes down to just or not quite personal preference, but I think you can tie yourself in knots there. I think the bottom line is if I was wildcarding right now, and I still have my wild card. I wouldn't pick either. Not because they're not right. great picks, just because I want to spend my money on sure. the big four that we discussed before. And often you can't squeeze these two in. No. If you're asking me purely from a listener's perspective, if they want to know who to pick out of the two, oh, I would say I think maybe Bruno's oh, better. Do you? I really disagree on that. Manage top of X, the XG of all players. I mean, it, as a, and you're a Liverpool fan. I'm shocked you're not bigging him up more. And yeah. I think Bruno is... He, he's doing better than I think many thought he would when Ronaldo came in, for sure. I mean, he, should, he could have easily scored and got a couple of assists um, yesterday, today. But Mane, I mean, yeah, I think he's great. I do think he's great. Um, and I think we'll see people in my position scrambling for the 
the differentials doing Salah or Bruno to Mane to try and get climb those ranks and bank on Mane doing well when they don't would be my prediction of what we'll see but yeah Mane if you've got him well done keep him but maybe have a look at who you don't have and worry about it <laughs> yeah so, so you're saying it's a hold I would agree on a hold a hold but but not a buy only because of there are better options mm-hmm. not because he's not great himself fair fair Salah don't again do we need to say any more on him? We've said it before. Get Tune him. in last week if you want to hear us talk about Salah. Just get him in. If you don't have him, take yeah. a good hard look at yourself. Yeah, take a look. Take a hit. Take a hit on your team if you have to. Get him in. Captain him when you're in doubt. For the love of God, don't do what I did. Just captain Salah. If he's got anywhere near a good fixture, definitely captain him. Who is next, Josh? Antonio. And third? Mikel Antonio is back next week. Do you still have him? I had to get him out purely because my bench was looking weak. And I'm glad I did because I did use everyone on my bench this week. So who was the striker you brought in for him? Uh, I actually brought in Lukaku, which is a bit annoying, but still would have been more points than having absolutely no one to play. True. So the big question mark is now trying to bring Antonio in in replacement of someone else. Obviously, I don't want to get rid of Lukaku. Tony is my other striker, and that's just looking at those as a slight example. Other people may have similar, be in similar scenarios mm. where they may have had to get him out for a week. Do they now want to get him back in? I would, in a quick, quickest way possible, I would say their fixtures still look pretty tasty. They've got Leeds, Brentford, Everton, who didn't look great, obviously, this weekend, Spurs and Villa. And he's still in, you know, the top, the top five, despite not playing this week. He's in electric form. I think, yeah, he's one of the one of the strikers you've got to have in. It's a definite hold. If you don't own him, I think you've really got to be looking to find a way to get him back in, unless you've got some grand strategy outside of that, yeah. which is going to make up for his points. Or some mad fires to to put out instead this week. But yeah, he was. He's been a monster till that red card. He was this outstanding performer I'm sure if he played this week he'd be he'd be close to top of the table I'm pleased I still have him I welcome him back with open arms from my bench into my team this week and yeah very pleased to see him in that in that bus team lineup for me and I'm sure I, I haven't been that impressed with lead so far I'm hoping he can um, can get the goals yeah if you've still got him well done think about getting him if you don't have him and you can afford to get him and you don't have any other burning transfers to repeat what we just said yeah so that's Antonio Josh who's next Ronaldo Cristiano neither of us have him Josh why don't we for me it was a kind of wait and see because I wanted him to play more minutes to see what's going on I think what we found out so far is he's an absolute beast (laughs) like four sorry three appearances Three goals, and that's including the European game in, in midweek. Four goals. Four two, and four, is it? Four and three. Four and three. Two, yeah, two four goals three. in the opening. Four and three. One goal against Young Boys, one goal yeah. today. Could have had Sunday. more today. He could have. Could have had more, but I think what will reassure a lot of people when you look at the stats and you look at other players that have really good stats and don't quite get the points, what you're seeing here is a person that has the underlying stats 
and has the underlying and has the point returns and you'd say at the moment has a better point return than Lukaku who a lot of people are comparing him to as a non-Ronaldo owner I am petrified uh, mm. what about you Jack how are you feeling you don't have him either what yeah are your am I petrified I'm not the level of petrified I was when I didn't have Bruno or if, if I haven't had Salah in the past or KDB sometimes it's not that intense fear um, and he is. I think he is the second most owned in the game. So I should maybe I should have that fear. But he doesn't. I mean, again, United. I mean, and it's it might be one where I just keep saying it and he keeps scoring. But United were lucky to get a win today. I think even diehard United fans would admit that. Great save from De Gea at the end. Um, where Sam could have easily had another penalty earlier, and they're not. I don't know. He's not, I mean, his XA is 0.02, Ronaldo. So he's not, he's doing what everyone thought, which is sit in that top spot and bang in goals without feeding other people necessarily. And that's what they want him for. And you're delighted if you've got him in your team. But yeah, I'm not, I don't know what it is. I'm not, don't have the fear yet, really. Okay, if I put it this way then, he has the fourth highest XG. He does. After 180 minutes. True. The top two, Mane and Salah, have played Double 450 it. minutes. Yeah, that's true. Antonio's played 360, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin's played 253. Let's, yeah. ign- let's ignore that three for a minute, but Ronaldo has by far played less minutes than true. anyone else in that top five, and yet his XG is right up there. And you said yourself today... United got a little bit lucky. He is just a goal machine. He's not looking to set any other players up by the looks of it. But he scored one. He should have scored two. An amazing save yeah. to prevent him from scoring the second. He should have. Do we care about all the other things about United maybe not being quite as good a team as Chelsea? Do we care if Ronaldo just keeps banging him in? We shouldn't care. We shouldn't care because we just care about the individual player, obviously. I'm trying to think how would I feel now looking at my team if I had him in there? Like, would I get that excitement? Like sometimes you look at your team ahead of a game and you're like, yes, aren't you? But I still, despite today's performance, I'd still fear Lukaku more than him, I think, if I didn't have... That's what it comes down to, isn't it? Who would you have in place of him? Who would you fear more not having? Um, And I still think that Chelsea side with Lukaku even though he didn't get anything today, they brushed Spurs aside. I know they've got City next week, but after that, it looks pretty rosy for um, for Chelsea. For Chelsea. So, yeah. In an ideal world, would I get him in? Yes. If I had an limited budget, yes. Instead of Lukaku, not so sure. Not so sure. So, side question. Go as on. well as Lukaku? Yeah. Valid. Valid. Um, a lot of people have done it, haven't they? They've got, they've managed to squeeze in that the big four. But yeah, maybe that would be great. Let's see how Antonio does. It's very hard to have those two and Antonio, I think. So yeah, I'm not. I'm still to to sum it up. I'm still in the wait and see mode. Weirdly, you know, it's been three games, but I'm still in that wait and see camp with him. And if he does, but if he does score again next week, I mean, against Villa then I need to shut up and get him. It becomes that territory at some point, doesn't it? 
I guess that's the flip side of the argument that I put forward. I said, look at his stats after 180 minutes. You could sum up your point as, is it 180 minutes worth of data? Yeah, it's not a big sample. Yeah. So it's impressive as it is. So, yeah. So make good. your own judgment on him. Again, hold him, obviously, if you've got him. But I wouldn't be in complete panic mode yet if you don't. Is how I feel. Good summary. I like it. Yeah. Are um, you planning on getting him? I know we talked a lot about me there. Are you worried? Not until I wildcard. I'm kind of planning a wildcard around about seven, game week seven, if I can if I can get that far. Yeah. The only consideration from then is United's fixtures turn a bit. So yeah. I'll wait and see how much more data it gathered by then and see if, if the situation's changed. But cool. um, that's Ronnie. The fifth and final person for XG, DCL. Mm. Obviously, situation's a bit more complicated now. We think he's going to be out for maybe another two, potentially maybe three weeks. We don't have a firm date that could turn into longer if he doesn't you know, progress through training well. What he's saying that, I mean, that long, would you get him out if you've already if you've got if you've got him in your team? I mean, definitely get him out, no doubt about it. Should have got him out last week. If you haven't, do it. I think the bigger implication with him is how it affects Everton assets as a whole. And the Villa game they played, uh, they didn't play badly. First half they were probably the better team, but they're so blunt without him. Like they he is really their spearhead. And without him, they can play nice football, but they're just not going to score many goals. And Villa just held on soaked up the pressure and then pounced in 10 minutes and, and obliterated them. I think if DCL was on the pitch, they might have got a goal in that first half and then it's a very different game. So I think if you've got Everton assets, I'd be a bit wary of them without DCL in the team, really. That's, that's how I feel about, about him. To jump in and defend Senor Benitez, yeah. they were quite struck with injuries weren't they they didn't have any pick no pick not food, a good team yeah. no Coleman no no DCL obviously and then also you know you're looking at how those kind of injuries affect their team as a whole and a couple of new players coming in as well with Townsend and, and Gray so you know it's gonna it's gonna impact them isn't it but I guess what you're saying is until we until they settle and those players come back there is a big question mark over Everton. There is, yeah. They can, yeah. Just don't go near them. If you if you look, if you're wildcard and or you look to buy players, don't don't go near them at the moment. I'm sure Benitez will get them playing well again when the players are fit. But yeah, I don't think um, they're worth looking at. There it is. Easy answer for him. Next, the uh, the XAs. So cool. Do you want me to go through the top five? XA. Please do. So, top five, I'll just go through them first. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, again, despite not playing this game week, leads the charts with 2.51 XA. Next, Bruno Fernandes in his second, 2.18. Gabriel Jesus comes in third, 1.74. Ivan Tony rocketing up after this game week, comes in at fourth with 1.62. And then Mohamed Salah being present in both the XG and XA list brings it up yeah. slot number five with 1.61 XA. Cool. So let's go from the top. I mean, do we need to talk about Trent? He didn't play this game well. Week. He's he was ill. So well, we tell know. me what. Yeah, what's going on there? Because that that obviously affected a lot of people's teams this week. Livramento, I'm sure, saving a lot of people. What's happened with Trent? Josh, fill us fill us in. 
Ill. The, or was it a knock or was it ill? The report was illness. And actually, from every, from what I can tell, everything out of the club is saying that it was... He reported late on that he was ill and unable to play. Mm. Um, and I'm zeroing in on things like Milner's comments to kind of prove that this is not a big thing to focus on. What's James Fiji. saying? He said, quite funnily, oh yeah, Trent, quite last minute, said he was ill. Personally, I think it's a case of Zaha-itis, as he put oh, okay. it. So I think he's quite joking and saying that, you know. He's all right. He's fine. He's just had a bit of illness, wasn't able Ill. to play for one game. I feel like players didn't used to get ill. And now illness is now a thing. COVID aside, especially Arsenal players, they're ill every week, it feels like. Yeah. Who's ill? Why are these players know. ill? Surely they have like a pill for that now. The healthiest men in the country, probably, yeah. these players. But yeah. So don't worry about Trent is what you're saying if you've got him. If you've got, if we have taps. other reports, obviously wait for the conferences is always a big point. Unless you're trying to beat a price rise, wait for the conferences, get an update from Klopp later on in the week before the next game week. Yeah. But what we know right now, or what is being reported right now is it was just sickness. Cool. Thanks, Josh. Correspondent, a Liverpool correspondent. Back to you in the studio, Josh. No brainer though, if he is fit, he's essential. He's the seller of defence. We said it last week. Get him in if you haven't got him. He plays like an advanced midfielder. Unbelievable player. Yeah, one of the big four. Get him in. Get him in. Uh, who's next, Josh? Bruno Fernandes coming in next, Jack. Yeah, he's new in. He isn't having the disaster many people thought he would after Ronaldo in FBL terms, creating a lot, looking dangerous, being Bruno. I've seen the highlights of the game for United. I don't know, obviously, how he played over the game as a whole, but he was quite present in the highlights reel for that game, putting in balls, almost assisting goals, creating chances for his teammates. So I think it comes back to that point of, yeah, Ronaldo is the main man in that team, the primary character, but Bruno is right behind him, I think. I think he is, and literally behind him, feeding him, feeding him balls. Exactly. So, yeah, Ronaldo is just going to be that number nine. Bruno needs to be putting strings elsewhere, doesn't he? So I think, um, yeah, he's a great hold if you have him and you do have him. I do have him. Again, too much shuffle to do anything before a wild card. But United looking great going forward. I'm not looking to get him out at the moment. No. So if if you if you, people are looking at maybe doing something a bit different up front, you've mentioned Mane already, would you advise as a buy for Fernandez? Yeah, that's a tough one because again, it's that it's one of your premium slots. I do think the premium order is still well. The the four top premiums are the ones we mentioned last week: Lukaku, Ronaldo, Salah, Trent. So, if you can have those four and Bruno, good, well done. But I don't think you can. So it's not a buy. Don't spend your pennies elsewhere apart from those four. Yeah, I'd say so. Even now, even after that Lukaku show, it's still Bruno's probably fifth after them, I would say, or Mane. Agree. Cool. Third, Gabriel Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. What, what, I mean, obviously a little bit of a lacklustre performance from City. I say result, let's not say performance. Lacklustre result from City. 0-0 gets Southampton. Does that change your opinion of wanting to 
get a slice of that Man City pie. Well, I've got a slice, so I'm not happy with my slice. Return it's a rotten, slice. rotten slice. I'm going to return it to the kitchen because that slice is Torres, probably the most popular slice of that pie. And it's it. what we've said every week has happened to us this week with Torres. The rotation's kicked in, Pep Roulette's kicked in. You're going to get it with his assets. It's going to happen with Jesus. He's going to get rotated as well. Steer, steer clear. Steer clear. And they've shown, I think, with this week that they're not, they're not battering teams 5-0 every week. So it's not like you're even guaranteed a return even if your City asset does play. So, yeah. Suddenly, so you don't feel like you have to take a risk to jump on that City bandwagon mm-hmm. when they stutter with that result. You add in the risk of not being able to get on the starting lineup your player with all the rotation and it's keep me away from City please basically yeah totally agree totally agree uh, next fourth slot someone talked about a lot Ivan Tony talked about a lot maybe as an underperformer up until now what are we saying were we doing a 180 on him well you you, you say you are you've kept him the whole time yeah he looks amazing he looks Brentford now I think have found their feet a bit they're Philosophy, the way they play, the money ball, crazy, crazy formations and set pieces they play are kicking in now. And he's just really talented, isn't he, as an individual? Yeah, to be to have 1.62 XG and XA is really impressive. He's their talisman, 6.5 or whatever he is now. Has he gone up in price? Don't know. I'm not sure he did, did not he? as of yet, no. Um, he's... Arguably the bargain of the game at the moment. The only thing I would add to that is their fixtures coming up. So Liverpool, West Ham, Mm. Chelsea, Leicester, Burnley. Yeah. But again, he's not priced at 6.5. This is someone that you could bring in along to have alongside your big four. Yeah. So what we're saying is, you know, we don't have the luxury sometimes of picking the fixtures nicely for those enablers or more enabler type yeah. players. But at the moment, it maybe looks like he's growing into the character that we hoped he would for the season. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I would say, the striker slots are valuable, aren't they? There's, and you know, you've got the Ronaldo and Lukaku, Antonio's back. So I Maximan. Maximan, yeah, we'll talk about him in a bit. And yeah, I mean, I got Bamford in. He, Yeah, he, did, yeah, he was all right. But yeah, I think that's the only thing with Tony is um, is he's obviously he takes up one of those slots for you, and not everyone plays three at the top as well. But the price he is brilliant, yeah. brilliant stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, as you know, I don't worry about fixtures with the um, attacking players so much. But maybe I should with the high performing this year. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Ivan Tony, great hold, possibly a buy if he enables other things in your team. Great. Um, so, so fifth and final for the XA, probably not a lot to say on this one. Mohamed Salah. Mo Salah, yeah, covered him. Covered him. Get Got him. Gotta have him. Get him in. Get Mo him Salah. in. Get him in. Mo, done. Uh, so that is the top five XG and top five XA. Next talking point, Jack, is hot, hot topic. I know you have a lot of opinions on, on this this week, so I'm ready just to pull the trigger and let you fire. Mid-price mids. A lot of talk about who was the, the better mids. We looked like we had so many options coming to this game week. 
suddenly a shadow has been cast on a few of these. What are you thinking? So, well, the mid-price mids, who, let's, should we list who we deem are in this book? Because there are obviously loads of mid-price mids in the game. Mm-hmm. So for this section, we'll cover the most popular picks of that in that bracket. So we're talking Jota, Traore, we're talking Torres, Gray, Gallagher, you've got your Rafinhas, you've got your Ben Rama, you've got your Saar, and you've got your Lingards. So I think those guys are, they're certainly in the kind of zeitgeist conversation of who you fill those slots with once you've got your premiums. And certainly two weeks ago with the wild card, these guys were in most people's teams. I think a certain three or four of them would have been in those teams. This week, been a big old letdown. I say, I say, well, they've been a letdown for me, Josh, because I've got Jota, Traore and Torres. Since coming in with the wild card, they've done nothing for me. That's only two weeks, but I'd say those three were probably the three most hyped at that point for those wild carders. Um, and I think they have their own issues, different issues, if we're speaking about those three initially specifically. Jota, I mean, Jota just should have had points, plain and simple, in the last two weeks. Like, I think in both games, I think last week he was unlucky not to, for Mane not finishing his assists. This week he definitely should have scored and he skied it. So it's just frustrating with... And I almost like... It makes me respect the FPL Towers pricing more, in a way. Because on, on the face of it, you're like, oh, Mane, Jota, Salah, they're all playing in that... They're all there. They could all get points. Jota is five mil cheaper than them. This is a... They've, they've underpriced him. But funnily enough, Mane and Salah are scoring every week. Josh is doing nothing. What's, your, what's going on, Josh? Can't answer the question as to why he's not returning as much as maybe the stats say he should. He's obviously had a big magnifying glass put on him since Bobby Firmino has been injured because he's there. Mm. Uh, I've just pulled up his XG and XA stats. 2.32 XG, good. That's what we like to see. Yeah. 1.41 XA, also very good. I mean, the numbers are there. The numbers are there. And I think, as you said, I don't don't want to throw this word around, but luck, I think, or lack thereof. Variance, people call it now. People people like calling it variance. Variance. But yeah. Like Mane, with the number of shots he had last week, he maybe should have provided more goals for himself, but assists for Jota and Salah, as you said. And the stats show that, you know, Jota should have, have been getting more, more points in terms of assists. His goals, XG of 2.32, he's returned two goals. So, you know, you'd say it's within the range of what he Fair. should be getting. However, what we're seeing is he is involved in a lot of Liverpool's attack. I think at his price point, he's still a very good pick. And I would hold mm. definitely if you have him. Um, we're obviously a little bit worried as to when Bobby Firmino may be coming I was going to ask, do we know when? Still not in training, apparently. That's no. what we're hearing. So you would think it's going to be at least a couple of weeks, if not longer. But I don't. We haven't had any report. I think on exactly when he's coming back. Well, so good, it good. means a, a continue. Let's keep holding Jota. Yeah, I'd say out of these guys, these and the underperforming ones especially. I'd say out of them, he's the one that's least because of those underlying stats. I'm less worried about than um, certainly the ones I own. But 
I think the big trap has been Adama Traore and possibly Wolves generally so far. Even in their good performance last week, Traore didn't get any points. The eye test, you look at him, he dominates players. He looks unplayable. You really feel for the defenders. But then the end product just isn't there. And again, we've been saying it for years with him. Um, I just don't be seduced by him, is my advice. Don't get it. What do you think? He's got two out of the three things that we'd be looking for to bring in. Great underlying stats, passes the eye test a lot of the time. But the most important one is the points return. He's just not doing it. And I think... I think we just have to maybe turn our eye away from the other two, which draw us in and say, we know he's not, doesn't have that finished product compared to some of the other players. So I think we just have to, we've learned that lesson before we get drawn in again and we try and learn that one. He must be so, he must be so annoying as a fan and a manager and a coach to, and a teammate to play with like, You'd line up with him thinking we're going to smash it here and then yet another game goes by where all the promise is there and the, um, yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? It's weird. I think, yeah, I mean, we don't need to go through all these players one by one, I don't think. And maybe we should speak more generally. Should we be filling our teams with these mid-price mids or should we look more at maybe bigger, bigger at the back or more budget mids, so even lower down the pecking order. So I know we've listed Gallagher here, but really I'd class him as less of a... I mean, Jota's 7.5, Gallagher's 5.6 or whatever. So Gallagher is one I would say, maybe we should look at players like Gallagher more and Saar and Benrahma as well. I mean, they're much cheaper as well than, than the Jotters. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I mean... I think the fact, the fact that there's so much concern or lack of consistency or variance for some of these players is because they are priced that for a reason like they they do have periods where they look good and then others where they they come out of it and I think I think what we're seeing is the half of these players look great last week suddenly another half the other half of them look great this week and I think what you'll end up doing is you will be rotating through these players throughout the season, probably the whole of the season. And it's just trying to pick up on when to get them in and when to have them for their hot streaks and when to get them out. And I think all we can do there is use the underlying stats, couple them with fixtures and try to predict what we're going on. Because I think we could tell you that you need to pick Saar this week to the next week, sorry, yeah. after his performance, and then he'll blank for three weeks yeah. in a row. That's so true, I think. I think everyone looks back at the the Mares year, or like, you know, there've been a couple where a diamond in the rough appears underpriced and they smash it. But that is it is so rare that happens. And everyone's always looking for the next Mares, aren't they, at Leicester? Where and and these players, all of them at some point, have um have been that flash in the pan. Rafinha, Jota, Traore, Torres. This year, more so Ben Rama. Last year, Lingard. People expect... You end up suckering yourself into the hype around them. 
and then being really annoyed when they blank for a couple of weeks in a row, but they're going to, aren't they? You can't compare them to the Salahs because they're pr- the pr- priced that much and most players don't score every week. <laughs> no. Do they? No, I could, if there's one thing I could maybe add into the mix to try and sway people towards some players and not other, over others, is I've heard a point put forward that when you're aiming for these kind of mid-prices, you should lean towards players that are the main man for their team. The talisman theory. The talisman theory. Mm. So if you're going for like Saar versus Gray or Gallagher versus Traore, mm. Saar is the talisman for Watford. Right. The, main, the, the player who you'd say is the most electric, most play goes through that person, most threat comes through that person. Yeah. Gray isn't that person for Everton. No, no. So you would maybe lean towards Saar. Sometimes you're going to get burned, but overall it's going to play off. Yeah. I think Gallagher is has revealed himself as that person for Palace. And therefore you'd maybe say that he is the talisman and you'd pick him over Traore, yeah. who on on occasion can be the talisman for, for Wolves. But really, you know, historically that's been, you know, Jimenez or something like that because... Traore isn't consistent enough. So I'd throw that in the mix and put that as an argument to pick your Rafinha's, your Sars, and your Gallagher's over your Traore's, your Torres's, yeah. your Ben Ramas. That's a really good point, man. Really good point. I think there, I think uh, a guy called Tom at the Who Got the Assist part did a really good pre-season article on the talisman theory. I think he like coined it. I think he he's the guy who coined that. Just sort of proving, basically, that there's a massive um, effect there. Yeah, yeah Grealish, Saha last year were, um, were good examples. Kane being the obvious one. Yeah, yeah, really, really worth their worth their price. So yeah, I think that's a good good way to finish it. Don't get annoyed if they. I mean, Trey already six million. I mean, what do you expect? Exactly. I'm thinking now. I'm annoyed at him, but six million. That's it's an enabler, Jack. You can't blame him. Don't get annoyed at him, Jack. He's doing his yeah. job. It's just when when you get that rare... It's, well, is it rare? When you get that time when they all blank and one of them doesn't play like I've had this week, it's just so frustrating. It's just so annoying, is what I'd say. But, um, but have yeah. that patience. Yeah, have the patience. Don't tear up your teams. And don't, like you say, don't juggle them around trying to catch their streak upcoming have a bit of faith look at the talisman yeah yeah because you need them don't you you need these players in your team you can't have your team of premiums you they're your bread and butter these these mid prices so um, if you to end this section Josh if you were to pick three of those we listed at the start so to go that again really quickly Jota Traore Torres Gray Gallagher Rafinha, Benrahma, Saar and Lingard. Pick three of those right now if you're wildcarding today. Who would you... Who would be your three? My first two picks would be Jota until Firmino comes back. Yeah. Gallagher for his price and ability to enable other players and the fact that he's a talisman for Palace. Yeah. And then the third slot gets harder. It's between Saar and Rafinha for me. Is it? Not Ben Rama? No, because I think I'm waiting for Ben Rama's performance to drop with when I think West Ham's performance drop 
performance as a team drops, so will his. Yeah. I think Antonio is the person to keep in that team. Maybe he's the person to jump on when they ride high levels of form like they're in now. But for longer term, I would want Rafinha or Saar in my team. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. I agree with the first two, Jota and Gallagher. I'm not sure. Saar, I just think Watford aren't that good, really. I think that'll that'll hurt Saar. Whereas I think Leeds have a higher ceiling in terms of performance than Watford. So... So maybe he's worth it, although he might be injured now, they're saying. Yellow flag, is it? Yeah, I have no idea what that what that is based yeah. on. I if he's not injured, that. yes. Assume they're not injured, then yeah. Um Rafinha. Yeah, been yeah, it's tough, actually. Yeah. It is tough outside of yeah, the Jotter and the Gallagher are good shouts, I think. Gallagher especially for his price. So yeah, the midfielder, it's a it is a minefield. You've got to be careful. But there are good players in there. They will blank. Don't get angry at yourself or them when they inevitably blank some weeks. Woosa. Yeah. Good. Should we have a little break now, Josh? Break it up. Uh, yeah, great. See you in a second. Great. Welcome back. We're back. And before we go on to game week six, there is one more talking point that we want to cover. And that is the bench strength, Jack. So already mentioned a lot of players, a lot of managers having to pull players from their bench because of injuries or selection problems. People like Torres not getting played. What do you have to say about how strong a bench should you have? Sure. Well, yeah, See, as you say, this week, a big one for benches. If you had some good players on, if you had players that played on your bench, they would have come in probably at least one. Most managers would have had at least one bench player coming in. Um, it's rare, I would say, that you have a week like this where we get some post-deadline dropouts like your Trents and players that um, had been playing in Pep's team get blah, blah, blah rotated so it is very rare that you use two bench players in a week I would say mm-hmm. and I also think that it's a, it's a classic newbie move isn't it a new move where you get new players to FPL and they fill their team up with they cover their bench with good players because they think oh I'll rotate them in and out I'll do this 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 but that actually it doesn't take long before you realise that the conventional wisdom of put your money into your starting 11 really does apply, doesn't it? It's a real sure sign of someone who doesn't play FL very much. If you look at their team and they've got, you know, good, expensive players on their bench. And that is for good reason, I think. So again, like with the mid-price mid-chat, I would say don't let a, a wacky week like this, where you might have had to use two bench players, make you think you should put more money into your bench. What do you think? Agree entirely. I was, as you were speaking, I was looking back at past game weeks, and I think before this game week, I had only used one of my bench players. Says it all. Total. Yeah. And I think, as you said, maybe it's the fact that Champions League is coming to play, or maybe it's just a unlucky week where there's a lot of injuries and other reasons. But this, it's atypical, isn't it? 
It is, yeah. It's, I mean, have playing players on your bench for sure. Yeah. Like, your 4.5s, there are plenty of 4.5 playing players on there. Make sure they're playing, definitely. It's very, it's bad, and that's part of the problem when you have a 4.5 striker on your bench because they tend to not play. Um, yeah, I think Obafemi was the only option this year, basically, and he didn't play. So, yeah, try and make sure they play. View them as just two pointers, a bonus two points coming on if, if your guy doesn't play. And that's and this week doesn't change up. True, good. So yeah. good, good for planning. There, do, there is not much that feels worse than using a transfer on a bench player to upgrade them. If you're in that position, then you're yeah. probably doing pretty pretty well. Or you should probably roll the transfer in that case. Yeah, but I guess what you're saying is the risk is there now. If you're looking at wild carding, consider it. If you're in a situation where you've got a couple of transfers free and you're thinking, you know, maybe just use one of them. But the point that we're trying to make is this week was a warning, a shot across the bow. Mm. You know, this does happen throughout the throughout the season. You've got to have something to call upon, some points to call upon. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think people are probably extra lucky this week because they might have benched their DCLs and Antonios in the hope that they'll be fit later. So, yeah, a few people would have got burned, but... Yeah, I mean the Livramento, there are those players, those four point to four point five mils who, who do get points and defenders especially can surprise you with a clean sheet like like you did for us this week. Um so yeah, good stuff. I think that covers bench soaked off. We're not saying anything new there. No. It's just um it's the same old conventional wisdom. Don't invest, make sure they're playing. Yeah, don't expect the world from them. Worth highlighting there, still. Good. Agreed. Keep section in. Good, good. <laughs> Shall we? We've just had a break, Joshua. Yeah. Shall we just preview game week six now? Let's do it, Jack. Cool. So I thought, we haven't done this yet on the pod, but I thought we'd just quickly, we'll make it quick, but we'll run game by game, game week six coming up. So Saturday, 25th September, game week six will kick off. Josh, I'm going to read off the fixtures one by one. Tell me what you think. A little, maybe a little prediction of what you think will happen in the game generally, and just the main FPL assets that that we should be looking at as FPL players. Sound good? Lovely. Let's cool. Do it. Let's do it. Saturday, twenty fifth September, twelve thirty. The early kickoff. It's a doozy. It's Chelsea Man City. What do I think? What do you uh, think? Well, a doozy, a doozy. You say? Um, I think. It's going to be tight, obviously. Chelsea at home. I honestly think that Chelsea will pip this, but it's going to be a very tight game, and I think there'll only be one or two goals in it. I think it's not a game maybe to have a lot of confidence in high-scoring assets. You're probably not going to see a lot of double-point assets coming out of the out of this no. game. So. Pep, we know, is the master strategically. I know they had a bit of a wobble last week. But I honestly think that both managers this early in the season will be a bit cagey. Take a draw. They'll probably both take a draw. I'd guess it's a draw as well. Um, or a one nil to one of them, yeah. So don't don't captain your assets in this one. Maybe play them. You're probably, they're probably still going to be better than your bench fodder. But yeah, avoid the captaincy on either team at all costs, I would say. Agreed. It's a nullified. Annoying when these games happen. Hey. An FBL. But there we go. Another 12... It's two 12.30 kickoffs. That's rare. That's strange. Man United Villa. I hate to say it, Jack, 
Don't say it. I do think that Villa are in for a little bit of a... Not a complete tasting. Do you really think? But I think... We mentioned this before. I was very surprised to see that despite a 3-0 win, Mm. Villa's XG was below one for that game. So call it supreme finishing... Or call it an act of God. They were good finishers. But Bailey, Leon Bailey is God. I Lee, agree. Ba- Leon Bailey is God. Could be injured. We never know. Yeah. But I, what I'm saying is, against a limp Everton team, great result for Villa. This underlying stats said that you maybe shouldn't have scored the number of goals that you did. It was quite close. Yeah. A United team that are purring and will definitely go out on the front foot. I think you're going to put your defence under a little bit too much pressure. Are they purring? Or would you go as far as say they're purring? In an attacking manner. Yeah, I just think that terrible European loss in the week for them. And they've squeaked past West Ham, who, grand, to be fair, are good. But an Antonio-less West Ham. I think, I think we've got a chance here, Josh. I think Villa have got a chance. Again, it might be my blind... It's the blind faith, but I don't think we're going to make it easy for them. And yeah, I think we'll get. I think we might get something. I'm gonna say it. I'm okay. gonna say it. I wouldn't. Again, for FPL wise, I wouldn't captain a Man U player here. And not owning any, I'm not that worried about it. No. So, this happens sometimes when I don't own a player from a team playing Villa, and they spank us. So I get the double pain of no FPL returns and Villa losing. So yeah, it could happen. But yeah, I'm, I'm feeling optimistic. Villa fans are optimistic. Um, we've kind of we've won at Old Trafford recent, fairly recently for the first time ever so that hoodoo's gone so yeah I'm, I'm alright about that one feeling good about that one I trust you on that one there again yeah please do thanks Everton Norwich boring I'm bored already just reading that fixture yeah I mean you'd normally try and look at who Norwich are playing at the moment and say mm. they would be a good option for yeah. points we've said avoid Everton haven't we however that team is Everton, who yeah. we said are limping their way at the moment yeah. through well, last game week. And I think it's the thing, a case that hold your Everton assets if you've got people like Gray, but maybe don't expect great things because no. you know they're not flying high. I think Norwich are bad, though, I will say. They are not good, Norwich. So... But it's the Premier League, Jack. I think, you know, any team that smells blood can get a result. So I think yeah. it's going to be a close game in, in my mind. I just I think, think Norwich is sh- shocking. <laughs> like, I think they're worse than when they went down before. I yeah. They're really bad, actually. I would. Maybe I'm putting too much emphasis uh, on the fact that Everton's yeah, team is, interesting. is not great. But I, despite that, I would say that I think Everton are going to get the result. But I don't mm. think it's going to be a resounding... Yeah, fair, fair, fair prediction there, I think. Yeah, I'd go along with that. Leeds, West Ham. Interesting one, this. What do you reckon? My head says West Ham, but my heart with Leeds at home, I I feel like when they get that place bouncing, Mm. they can be a force to reckon with. And we're still waiting for Leeds to kind of... Click a bit. Really, really click. And is this week going to be that? Game week? Yeah, I don't Probably know. Probably not. I think West Ham are good, man. And yeah. I think Leeds, yeah, aren't that good yet. My heart, they, my, maybe my heart's lying. My heart is lying. Yeah. I think West Ham will do this one. It's not a great fixture for Leeds. So again, as a Bamford owner, I'm not expecting great things. 
from from him in this one. Um, but what I like about Leeds is they you kind of feel like they can just get a goal at any time, Leeds. So yeah, if you've got you've got Leeds, you've got either assets on these teams, I think you should. It's fair to expect something. Antonio will be back. Be I'd be surprised if he didn't score. To be honest, should be a goal fest. Yeah, could be goals. Could be goals. Um, should be a good good spectacle. Leicester Burnley. Leicester Josh not doing that well, are they so far? No, I think both teams need a trigger for their season a little bit at the moment, don't they? They need they need a a game, a win to use as a platform. Maybe like looking at this yeah. game week, you know, Leicester losing to Brighton. I know it was away, but that's not great. And Burnley losing to to Arsenal. You'd say it's two teams out of form looking to slug it out. It is. I mean, yeah, Burnley are bad actually. They're not good, and they're, they're dirty players. I don't like Burnley, Josh. Do you like Sean Dyke? No, I'm not, Sean's fine, but their players, they get they get away with a lot of nasty fouls, I think, that they, they should be punished more for. But yeah, this fixture, yeah, and sure, I think Leicester will have too much for them, and they'll Surely. be a comfortable win. Yeah, I think if you've got, not many people have Leicester assets, really. Vardy got another goal. He's just that annoying 10 million price, and again, that forward slot where there are just better options either side of his price, I think. Um, but would not surprise me if Jamie got a goal here yeah. and a Leicester win I'd be surprised if Burnley got anything Watford Newcastle SAR owners could be smelling blood here they could be again I think maybe what you'd say is two on paper two quite evenly matched teams possibly yeah I know what oh. Watford recently promoted, but they've looked all right. They look like they've got something about them. Yeah. Definitely in the last game game week, something that we were waiting to see maybe. Newcastle hit and miss. So uh, I think maybe the home advantage for Watford will will uh, uh, propel them. Yeah, maybe. Newcastle are weird, man. Like they, They're obviously in turmoil constantly with their fans hating the managers all the time. But watching them against Leeds on Friday, they could have won that easily. It was yeah. same. I think same Maximan is just what a player he is. He should be playing in a top four team. I think, yeah. um, and I think he will do at some point. Um, but hearing he gives them the X factor. What you're saying? Just, just going to say, hearing the commentary and pundits about Newcastle saying, yeah, they are a struggling team. But one thing that they have that a lot of other teams maybe don't quite have. Steve Bruce, not Steve Bruce, <laughs> is. The fan base and the size of the stadium. Yeah, they've like, always at home. Yeah, they can bounce, and I know they, they drew with with Leeds, but um, I, I think if that was a return, the reverse fixture, it would be a lot closer. But I think Watford at home would be is a Watford win. Yeah, potential, potential. I'm just not. I don't still don't really know Watford yet. I don't know enough about them. Haven't watched them that much. Obviously, know about Sar and things, but yeah. I don't know. They've got goals in them, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Interesting one. Brentford-Liverpool. Interesting one for Liverpool. Could be a bit tricky. Yeah, Brentford's defence has, has proven to be maybe a lot more solid than people were originally thinking about a newly promoted team. But Liverpool are playing very, very well at the moment. They so are. I don't want to jinx it being Liverpool fan, but you would predict Liverpool win. You would. I'd be surprised if... I think they'll put up a fight, Brentford. I don't think Liverpool will walk all over them. Uh, but they... Yeah, I expect 
them just come and stuck there. Captain Salah, potentially. Yeah, I'd be looking at Salah captaincy. Just yeah. if in doubt, stick to what you know. Yeah. Captain Mo. Yeah, well, very good. Um, yeah, I think at Liverpool, hopefully Trent's back. Definitely play him if we get news. Mane, the Salah owners. Uh, it's a tasty one for, for them, for sure. Sunday, Southampton Wolves. Oh, I mean, Super Sunday. Don't think so. What do you think? I know you're not loving the Wolves assets at the moment. This day, burn me this week. They did time. burn you. Um, and I think what we know about Southampton is they are a very hard team to predict. You don't know which team's going to show up. They can yeah. put an incredible performance. Yeah, they're doing all right, actually. They're not draw with City this week huge yeah really good and then they I feel like they did alright the week before they did a nil-nil again West Ham yeah so yeah they're proven really hard to break down aren't they I think three draws in a row for them and yeah Wolves just look toothless man toothless Wolves can't eat anything I think I, I think Saints are going to win that yeah and I'm, I'm benching my Wolves I'm benching Cody Frankly, yeah. I, I mean, I could quite, I could see a nil-nil there. Yeah, again, third in a row for Saints. Yeah, Wolves, Jimenez, I feel bad for the guy, but he's just not got going as he since he come back. Threw his headband down, didn't he? Threw his head. Did he? Did he throw it down? Missed that header. It was the, it was the classic what we saw from that magic season. Trail away down the right, oh, yeah. byline, cut back, Jimenez, Middle, middle of the goal to back post area, Amen. coming in, got to be a goal. Just hits it slightly over, and you could see Jimenez with his reaction, disappointing himself. Took his headband off the support and threw it. Yeah. The and dramatic, just, uh, dramatic. Well, yeah, I don't think if you got Wolves assets there, don't expect much from them. Wait and see. Frankly, North London derby at four thirty. Arsenal Spurs. Arsenal bit of a. Good couple of good results in a row now for them. They turned it round, have they? Ah, uh, I mean, it's Arsenal, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. Derbies, especially this derby, so hard to predict. Wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal gets someone sent off. Um, yeah, this one is hard to predict. Actually. Spurs trying to bounce back off after losing, you know, to Chelsea this week. On paper, Spurs are going to win, but. You you rip, I think you rip up that paper when it's a derby. Do you think game. on paper Spurs are going to win? I don't know. I they would four today against Chelsea. Last week they looked terrible against um, Palace. True. I, I think two London losses in a row. Well, wait. It's a hard game to to say how well you're doing when you're playing Chelsea. Uh, True. And I think the more games that Son and Kane play together. Mm the better it will be for Spurs full stop. True, true. And I think, you know, this is another game in which they will play together back-to-back because someone was injured last week. Yeah. I just feel that Spurs have better top-end quality. No, no, I mean, you can't question that. I mean, Aubameyang's been playing and banged in a few. Yeah, I think, yeah, Spurs, I think Arsenal are going to edge this one based on the form of the teams. Um, but again a hard one to pick for FPL assets yeah if talking FPL I mean a lot of people don't have Son and Kane now I wouldn't be excited about them if I did have them Arsenal assets again similar not excited are they avoid both no, no, no. avoid both no 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 uh, and then finally the blockbuster fixture 
Crystal Palace, Brighton. It is a derby that's actually they they weirdly rivals for some reason. Um, birds, my cousin's birds bird together. rivalry. Yeah, maybe my cousins are Brighton fans. I should um, should know that. But Palace, Brighton. Yeah, thoughts. I think it's incredibly hard to predict. Two teams. Brighton, I think, have been looking pretty resilient this year. Yeah, good. And Palace have started to grow into Vieira's philosophy. Again, last week, this week, sorry, hard to say because yeah. they played Liverpool. Yeah, they had a couple of chances, didn't they? Hallison had to make a save. Uh, yeah. Didn't look terrible. No, but they got the result against Spurs. Um, so, very not much between it at all. I, I can't really say who's going to win that. Could I'd maybe go for a draw. Yeah, yeah. I think Brighton will win. I think Brighton will. They're smart enough to to navigate that. I think. Yeah, so experience. I expect Brighton to win. Yeah, I mean, and they had some interesting FPL potential with Brighton. A lot of people have Sanchez, but I think that's more by default. And we love Sanchez. Or Duffy. Um, if Morpay can find his eye a bit, his XG's often really good, isn't it? So, yeah, keep. I'm keeping my eye on Brighton. Nice. So, uh, and Palace, to be fair, they've got some, we've mentioned Gallagher, they've, there's some FPL potential in that fixture. But there we go. So that's every fixture discussed. Yeah, good little new feature, I think. Great, great review of Game Week 6. Like Very it. good. Okay, speaking of Game Week 6, let's turn our attention to our teams quickly, Josh. What are you, we're hot off the press of Game Week 5 finishing, so I don't expect we'll have things set in stone but what are your immediate plans anything you need to address in your team yeah so potential fires are looking for an update on this Trent Alexander-Arnold sickness which I'm sure a lot of people are doing and suddenly looking at Rafinha's yellow flag so I think it's a case of definitely waiting for Hip injury, yeah. Hip injury. So waiting for the conferences, I'm not going to be pulling any transfer triggers early. But there is a worry, like we saw from this game week, if you're going into the week with a flag or two in this case, you don't want to be relying on, you know, one or two off the bench because there could be other surprises that come out after the deadline. So I will have to wait for those two to see if they can stay in the team if not, one of them obviously is going to have to be replaced. If they're both okay, for me, I'm looking to get Torres out. Oh, yeah, you had enough. I've had enough of Torres. It's a shame because I think he looked great, you know, before this game week, consistently picked, mm-hmm. involved in City, having a high XG as a team. Yeah. But him not being picked, coupled with the double whammy of them getting a draw and looking like. They've started for one game week. Is that could that be good news for Torres Anderson? They didn't score when he wasn't played, so maybe Pep will bring him in. Could, should. Just I, too much word, too much uncertainty for me. I think I'd rather going back to the talisman theory. I'd rather get Torres out, yeah, get all certainty out, and get it, get off my team sheet. Don't want it. And I'll bring in someone who's going to play 90 minutes. Who would you bring? It's back to the mid-price mids then, is it? Well, to go back to the ones that I've I've highlighted, I can't have Jota because I've got Trent, Simicas and Salah. Annoying? Annoying, but um, I mean, Simicas came good this week. He so. did, didn't he? Yeah, you've kept him there. It's interesting. I just... 
Yeah, I got rid as soon as Robertson was fit, but he's he's got game time, I guess. Did he play then on the right back? No, James Milner played right back. But so did Robertson not play? Robertson did not play. Didn't he? So this is down to something that Klopp alluded to after the Champions League conferences and ahead of Game Week 5 conferences, which is it's a fixture-packed few weeks, has uh, been, and will continue Rotation to be. central. Then. Rotation's going to happen. Wow. So... Um, and it was it was I actually had Simicast in my starting lineup for last week thinking that Robbo would be rotated then yeah. after the international break because he played so many minutes but actually what we've seen is a lag he played him for AC Milan in the week and then just rested it right 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 yeah. what that does mean for Simicast is he probably isn't going to get many Premier League minutes now that Robbo's been rested maybe yeah so um, but yeah so what that does it takes Jota off the table for me so I won't comment on that. But the other two I highlighted were Gallagher and Saar. Mm So I already have Rafinha. So one of those, if there's no other fires to put out, most likely Saar looking at their fixtures coming up this game week and the next few after that. Nice. So that's what I'm on, but wait for the conferences. Yeah, fair play. Captaincy? Captaincy, stick to what you know, Captain Mo. Stick to what you know, Captain Mo, yeah. Yeah, I guess there's not... I mean, really, this week, especially, there's not too many... Fernandes against Villa, maybe, you could go for. Uh, if I had Ronaldo... You'd be going Ronnie, you reckon? Sorry, Jack. Against the mighty Villa. Against the villains, I'm sorry. Yeah. But I don't have Ronaldo, so... Yeah, so you think he... Do you think Ronaldo would be a better captaincy than Salah? It would be very, very close. I would... I think I would go for Ronaldo based on current form, although Mo has comparable form. Mm. It then fixture edges it at Old Trafford against Villa. Yeah. I would say that that just tips it. Again, like Liverpool away to Brentford, who have looked a little bit resilient in defence and have the match that matches I've seen them play at home. The crowd have been buzzing, so as as you would expect, newly promoted. So cool. I would go Ronaldo if I had him, but I don't. So Salah. All right, very good. But what about you? What are you thinking? Game week six. Yeah, game week six. So yeah, one of those where poor game week five. But looking at my team now, I'm like, oh, I don't actually really hate it again. Whereas maybe I should after that shit game week. But similar, won't repeat what I said about Trent. See what happens there. Antonio coming back in is great feels good feels like a transfer in in a way because I think having a player like that come into your team again is really good feels like a new signing Um, so I'll go with the three at top of Bamford, Lukaku, Antonio which means I then either drop a defender or a midfielder obviously so I either drop a Connor Cody against Southampton or maybe a Regulon against Arsenal Seem feels mad to to do it, but Spurs have not looked good. Um, or do I swing the sword down on Traore, who we've I've spoken quite strongly about on this pod um, against Saints? Although now I'm now I'm calming down a bit. He did hit the bar. Jimenez should have scored from his assist. It's that whole. I'm I'm just doing the classic full circle Traore seduction again. Um, but I don't know I'm going to let it simmer let it boil transfers 
similar to you with Torres, it's a worry, it's a poor fixture. Maybe get him out again. I like Gallagher. Shah, I like. I like Ben Rama. I like Rafinha. So it's one of those. It's one of those. Who do you who do you pick? Who do I feel like out of those? Wait again. Wait for news on on Rafinha. But not too many. Fi- I mean, I know you've got Trent as the only yellow flag, but there's not too many fires there, Jack. That's not not crazy fires. Like we said, it's embers. Like I'm not happy with. A fire isn't you not being happy with the player, is it? It's a fire is an injury or, oh my God, they're really bad. Uh, yeah, that Regulon. Then there's the luxury transfer of, like, say, Regulon. He's he's not cheap. Do I go for a a Chelsea defender, say, or a, or a United defender? But again, I'm not it's just saying that. Chelsea got City and United defence keep conceding. So I don't think so. Wait, wait for those conferences, and uh, then after that, you may you could just have a luxury transfer where you can get to yeah. shuffle players around. Or do I roll? Do I just roll it? Yeah, do I, I just roll them personally. Yeah, what would you do in my shoes? Trent wasn't injured, and you didn't have to change anything there. I would roll. Who would you bench? Who would you? Who would I bench? So Cody's on the bench now, and this one we're looking at. Or would you bench a, a Regulon or a Duffy or a Traore or a Torres? After last week, you said yourself, defenders, or not you said yourself, but we came to the conclusion that defenders should be chosen more on fixtures rather than form. We did. So, Regulon, hard fixture with the derby away. And I think Southampton have proven that they have quite a resilient defence, two clean sheets in the last two, against a team that aren't maybe firing at the moment. This could be the week that they fire, but let's ignore that. I would start Livy. Liveramento, you'd start. I didn't even look at him. I didn't even think about him, but that is a good point. Yeah, yeah. start Livy. Over? Over potentially Regan. Mm. Even though Regan has is a better player and maybe has better output, in terms of just the clean sheet, and I'm not looking at anything else... I mean, you said yourself, you would you think that Arsenal are going to win that game. Yeah, I do. Actually. They're going to win, they've got to score. Which True, means facts. Facts, we spit facts, that's what's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to brew on it. I've got options. It's not, you're right, like I say, it's not a disaster. Disastrous game week, not a disastrous squad is my, where I am. So, yeah. And there we go. Apart uh, from your captaincy, which I think you've said is... Have you said Salah? Yes, Salah's there. Antonio's a temptation. I'm not going to lie. I think he's away at Leeds. Antonio can do some damage. Wouldn't surprise me at all if he scored. But yeah, in terms of other players, I mean, that that Norwich fixture, Everton at home, any other team, like you've said, there's potential differential captures in there. But even out of Everton's players now, I wouldn't go near Richarlison. If If I had DCL, he'd definitely be a consideration. But he's injured. So um, out of the big four, things I guess a lot of people will be looking at premiums. Trent injured, Salah potential, Lukaku, no. Chelsea City. No, no. you'd stay clear. Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo or Bruno. But yeah, the big four that we mentioned, Ronaldo. Yeah, you said it. He's wouldn't surprise me if he scored against Villa. I think Villa are his most scored against Premier League team in his former life as a United player. So he does enjoy it. Yeah. So. 
We'll see what happens, yeah. Yeah, I just like I said, think Villa are going to be all right, actually. There we go. So you go Salah then? Yeah, I'm going Salah, no doubt. No doubt this week. Got burned this week. Let's get those three points against next week with everybody else. Can't wait. Can't wait. Good. Good. So that's game week six, transfers and captaincy. Bit's finished, Jack. Yeah, last segment. Been a long oh, one, hasn't it? This has one. been a long one. Been a long one. Last segment, Algo teams. Yes, indeed. Algorithm teams, quick reminder, two teams based purely on algorithm-based management. So we've got the Differential 11 and the XG11. XG11 obviously picked purely on XG data. Differentials, players only under 5% owned. So far... The differential, no, the sorry, the XG11 has been doing much better than the differential 11. And let's see how they did this week. So it was wildcard week for our friends in the XG11. So that means I hit that button and I picked players purely at the, at the top of those XG tables that we go through every week so that meant 4-3-3 Lukaku Antonio and Wood up front we had Torres Gallagher Salah and Mane midfield and the Burnley duo of Tarkovsky and me they love getting up those corners Sace Walls is Sace and Raya in goal who's the only goal with any XG so far apparently this year it was bench bench Ageddon, wasn't it this week so that meant Norgard and Mankio came on the XG11 only got 48 points, Josh, Ouch. this week. So not a great performance from them. They are still beating my team Ooh. overall. So credit to them. They've got 304 points overall. Live rank of 2.3 mil. And yeah, I think that team sounds good on paper, that XG11. So you've got the one I just went through. It's not yeah. terrible. You've got your Gallagher's. You've got the hot, hot topic players in there. The, the rare Mane Saleh double up that actually came well this week with 16 points for Captain Mane as he's the highest XG player and Salah with a 12. It was just the defenders letting letting him down, really, Mr. XG. Yeah, Burnley not doing so well. So there it is. Good. XG 11. We keep going. We carry on. This week I will do a YouTube update on the moves that these teams are going to make. So if you... Are interested in that? Go to YouTube and have a look. Another FPL podcast. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Please do. Differential United then had a better week. Fifty-five points for the differentials. We made one transfer this week, so I believe we took out Adam Armstrong and bought in Abamyang, who is still under five percent owned. Unbelievable. Yeah, incredible stuff. He's. I think. I wonder if he'll climb up climb up this year uh, so a good week for the differential 11 Marcus Alonso for differential has been smashing it so when when he came in he was under 5 he's been killing it incredible we haven't really talked about the Chelsea defence have we today but they are looking hot tasty Rudiger Alonso brigade doing very well uh, Mane was captain so again when he was brought in 5% owned racking up the points we've got St. Maximan up front Eight Again. points, lovely stuff. Bowen in midfield, honest work from Bowen, five points. And a Meslier in goal, so despite conceding, got, got four points with some save points. So 
Yeah, a good week for Differential United, Josh, but still lagging in the overall points. That's a lowly six million rank for Differential United, Josh. So that tells us so far that these players are differential for a reason, doesn't it? And points to maybe <clears throat> the example of this week being a bit on its head. That a lot True. of the differential players, obviously neither team had so many of the big four. XG, I think, only has one of them. So it doesn't have Lukaku, doesn't have Ronaldo, doesn't no. have Trent. So, yeah, apart from those big guys propping up a lot of teams, differential players have come and get this week. They have, yeah. Yeah, it makes me feel better, actually. That, there you go. Because it's been a wacky week. Anomaly. So, anomaly, yeah. Forget about it. Cool. So that's the Algo teams. And that, I think, wraps up the part, Josh. Beautiful. Yep. So... Tune in next week where we'll obviously find out whether we were right or wrong about all these game week six predictions. Yeah. And throughout the week, there'll be more, bit more YouTube stuff from us, won't there, Josh, I think. So have a look at that. Subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. We're on Apple, Spotify. YouTube. YouTube. Got an email address. Another so, FPLpod at gmail.com. I think so. Please send some things in if you want to hear it. Yeah. And we'll see you in a week's time. Cool.